And uh, I'm going to talk about a price. I want to talk about a price this morning. You may, everybody may be sick of prices in the day we live in. In fact, me and Leslie was talking about this morning. She said, you know what a price of Duke's mayonnaise costs now? <laughs> a jar of Duke's mayonnaise. And I said, Lord, I don't know what that is. She said about $7. $7 for Duke's mayonnaise. And, and a, a co-worker of mine, he said, I went and bought uh, two cartons of 18 eggs the other day. It was almost 10 or $11, you know. And uh, we all may be sick of prices, but I want to tell you about a price this morning. Hey, man, with the Lord's help, I want to preach on the price for sin. The price for sin today. Hey, Amen. And, and there is a debt... There is a debt associated with the price for sin. There is a debt. Now there's a debt that is, is put upon each one of us. All of us had owed this debt. It may, some of you may still owe the debt. I don't know. And we'll get on that into the message a little bit later. But it is a debt for sin. Every man, woman, boy and girl has a debt Amen. to this sin. Ever since the beginning with Adam and Eve to the end of time, we all have a debt. Amen. You know, Romans 5 and verse uh, 12, the Apostle Paul says, Wherefore, as by one man Adam, sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for they all have sinned. That's one thing we can't get around, any one of us. From the front pew to the back pew, Amen. we all are sinners. Yes. We was born into sin. That's one of those things we can't help. But it's our natural. It's ingrained in us. It's in, our, it's in this fleshly body. We all have the ability to sin. We all have sin. Yes. In fact, it say, the Scripture says, if you claim you have not sinned, you're a liar. Amen. Amen. So we all are born into sin. We all are sinners. Romans Chapter 3, verse 23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have sinned and come short. Like I said, I don't care how young or old you are, we all are born sinners. Amen. Now there is an a, a age of accountability, and I won't go into that, but there is a time, you know, a period of time in your life that you are in an innocent time period there, and the Lord will... Well, he will judge you, but he, he won't judge you, but he will bypass your judgment, per se, because that you are still in this innocent state. But I won't go into that this morning, but uh, as I said, we all have sinned. We're all born into sin. Thank God I'm a sinner, saved by grace. Amen. You know, in Ephesians chapter 2, the Apostle Paul said in verse 1, And you hath he quickened, or in other words, he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in times past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, that is Satan, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others." So we all have born with this sin nature. We all lived under bondage of sin. Uh, we all are sinners. Romans chapter 6 and 23. Apostle Paul says, For the wages of sin is death. 
The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, I'm gonna t- I, as I've done, been talking to you, I've been talking to you about debt. And, and you got to sort of, and it's hard to get in my, in my country feeble mind, debt compared to wages. But it's basically the inverse, if you're saved. The wages of sin is death. So if you do the inverse of that, we all are in debt, uh, basically, by death. We are in debt with death. Uh, so, basically, we all have an appointment because of, because of our sin and our sin against God, we have an appointment unto death. The wages of sin is death. Uh, and if you're not saved this morning, there's a second death that you also endure. Not only will you have a death in this life, but you'll have a second death, which is an eternal death that you would have to endure. But thank the Lord you don't have to endure that today. Amen. 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 But debt, if you think about the definition of debt, it's a deferred payment. This payment will be required. Anything owed by one person to another is what debt is. Friend, we owe God a debt because of our sin. And without Jesus, it will be an eternal death. But because of his finished work at Calvary, (laughs) my debt has been paid in full. (laughs) My debt has been paid in full. Let me tell you something else about sin. Sin not only has a debt, but it has a cost. Sin will cost. It's got a cost, Brother Greg. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22 says, And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission, or in other words, forgiveness for sin. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission or forgiveness. So the cost of sin is blood. Blood is that cost. Ever since the beginning of time, it's taken blood shed in order to cover the guilt and penalty for sin. Now, if you look back with me in Genesis chapter 3, we'll look back at the very beginning of time. We'll look at Adam and Eve. Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1. Genesis 3 and verse 1 says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees and of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. So God had given them uh, a warning here that if they was to eat of the tree, that they would die. In other words, they would sin against God by going against his commandment of not eating of the tree. So they, she said, if we eat of it, we will die. God had warned them 
of their disobedience or sin. Now we know as we go on, we all know the account and how Eve had took the fruit and she had uh, ate it and she had thought it would be good and she gave it to Adam and he ate of it also. And they both had, had sinned, you know, against God and they had, they had found ourselves in a state that they had never found ourselves in. They always had a good fellowship with the Lord and, and he would always come along in the garden and spend time with them and they found themselves in this sinful state. And they had, they had been ashamed, Brother Greg. They had been ashamed of themselves, Brother Mark and Brother Chris. They had took figs, figs leaves and it said they covered their body. They were trying to hide themselves from the Lord because of their sin. And God come along in the garden and he... And he said, uh, uh, let's see here. In verse 9, And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree? Wherever I commanded thee that thou should not eat. And the man said, And the woman who gave us to me to... To be with me, she had gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and the dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, I shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. And the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And I want to notice this. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I command thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground. For thy sake and sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat of the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for, thou, for out of it wast thou taken. For dust thou art, and into dust shalt thou return. So here we see God had told Adam that he will experience death. He said, from out of the dust you are and out of the dust you will return for this sin. And here as I was reading these verses too, he's talking about how his sorrow will be great and how the thorns and thistles and how he would have to eat by the sweat of his brow. Let me tell you, friend, that sin will cost you more than you want to pay. Sin will cost you more than you want to pay. You know, the devil, he'll put up a... He'll put up a pretty billboard and it'll look all great from the front. You don't see all the thorns and the thistles and the bushes behind that billboard. But he'll send you through things that you don't want to go through. Amen. Uh, but sin will cost, friend. It will cost. And as I said, it costs the blood. Now if you, if you skip on over here to verse 21. We see what the Lord did for Adam and his wife Eve. And to Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. So you say, where did the coats of skins come from? God had to, he had to kill an animal. 
Blood had to be shed. Blood was required to cover their sins against God. Blood was required for that sin. Amen. And here we see God had made the first sacrifice to cover their sins. And as we all know through the Old Testament, you can look and how uh, God had given instructions to Moses and how they was to have sacrifices year after year after year. And they would bring in the rams and the lambs and, and they would sacrifice and the, the high priest would make his sacrifice. He'd go into the Holy of Holies and he'd sprinkle the blood each year just for a covering. This was this is more like uh, a payment for interest, Brother Greg. Basically, it was just for the time it would cover their sins just for that following year as all that was doing each year over and over and over. Now, let's fast forward a little bit here. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11 through 14. Apostle Paul says, But Christ, <laughs> but Christ being come a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect taper, tabernacle not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, that is God's blood, he entered at once into the holy place, having obtained an eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and goats and ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies to the pouring of flesh, how much the more <laughs> shall the blood of Christ through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot to God? Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Amen. So what I'm trying to say this morning, friend, is that you've got a debt that you can't pay. And the cost of that debt is blood. Well, let me tell you, that it's already been paid. It's already been paid this morning. Your debt has been paid. Amen. Uh, and, and Christ has paid that debt. And it said, I like that, by his own blood. You know, I've always heard, and a lot of these from the medical field may know more about this than I do. I know you do. But now, I've always heard that you get your blood from your father. Well, Jesus, he's born a virgin of Mary, and uh, his father was the Holy Spirit, is a God. So he had holy blood. He had God's blood in him, untarnished, without sin, pure, and was able to be that ultimate sacrifice for you and me. So how much the more? How much the more? You know, I like to, I like to read here Psalms 103 and 11. How much the more this sin can, this blood can remove your sin. You know, it says, For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. And as far as the east is from the west, so far he hath removed our transgressions from us. Now how far is the east is from the west? We could take a measure from north and south and we can say that's a certain mile distance. East and from west, it's forever. It's forever. He said we would cast them as far as the depths of the sea. You know, we know more about the outer space than we do about the sea. And Brother Bo, I think that God will never allow us to reach the depth of the sea. That's my opinion. I can't prove that, but I believe all the technology we'll ever have, I believe we'll never reach the depth of the sea because God said he cast our sins into the depth of the sea. In Romans 5, 
uh, verse 8 through 11. Brother Greg read that this morning. Romans 5, 8 through 11. But God commandeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood. There we see the cost. We shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled or bought back to God to the death of his son, much more being reconciled we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. <laughs> the atonement, praise the Lord, amen, this morning. It's because of his blood that we can no longer own this, we can no longer have this debt this morning. I like what John, uh, John says is, Chapter 9, verse 25. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Jesus died that we all could be made alive and have our sins pardoned and paid for. Now, uh, Colossians chapter 2, and verse 14. Apostle Paul says, the blotting out. Uh, I'm sorry, I've got mixed up here in my notes. Now I want you to turn to Colossians chapter 2. And verse 13 and 14. Not only is there a debt, not only is there cost, but there is a payment. Amen. I've done touched on that a little bit, but if you turn over to Colossians chapter 2. Verses 13. And you, that's me, that's you, that's you, that's each one of us in here sitting here this morning. Yeah. <clears throat> and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, that would be Satan and all his demonic powers, he hath made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Amen. Now I want to break this down just a little bit. Uh, as I said, we all were in debt to sin. And uh, before salvation, we were all spiritually dead. That's what he's talking about there in verse uh, 13 is that we all was dead in our sins. Amen. But through, uh, through the, uh, our Lord Jesus, he quickened us together or made us alive with him and that he forgave us all trespasses and all the debt that was due us. Yeah. Now, I want to... Uh, give an example here, and this is just a blessing to me. And I, I read this back, or I talked about it a little bit back in our Good Friday service when each, 
Each one of us took a few minutes to preach here. And this is a this is an example from Brother Adrian Rogers, uh, one of his messages. But I want to just share this with you this morning. It's such a blessing, I tell you. I hope it just blesses your heart. The example was back in olden times, biblical times, when a man was accused of a crime, a handwriting of ordinances was written against his indictment. Then this ordinance was given to the judge, and there would be a trial. Listen. Now if this man was found guilty, the judge would write on this handwritten ordinance the sentence or the penalty for the sins that had been written. And they would write this a certificate of debt. That's what it would be, the certificate of debt. Then they would put that man into prison, and they would take that certificate and nail this certificate onto the prison door. And that's where that certificate would be held. Now, so this certificate would tell what he had done, what the judge had sentenced him to, and what he had to pay. Is what would be on, that, on his very door. Now, once that man had fulfilled his time in jail, and he had paid his debt to society to the king, they would release him from the jail, and they would bring him before the judge. And the clerk would take that certificate to the judge. And she would hand it to the judge, he or she, would hand it to the judge. And the judge would look at that certificate. And he would say, has he paid in full? Has he paid to the very last day? Has his debt been satisfied against the crown? Yes, your honor. Yes, it's paid in full. Then the judge would take their certificate of debt and write across it something that they found in many ancient doc documents on certificates of debt. Now listen, even the Dead Sea Scrolls even found it written on them. It's a Greek word that Jesus uttered on the cross. Tetelestai. Paid in full. Tetelestai. It is finished, paid in full. The judge or the king, whichever the case may be, would take their certificate and he would write, Tetelestai, paid in full. And he would hand it to that individual and they would take that certificate and they would leave. And that would never be brought up. Their charges could never be brought up again to them evermore. Never to be brought up anymore. Tetelestai. For all was gone. It was paid. It was finished. It was paid in full. Now, imagine, if you will, an almighty God taking all the crimes, all the sin, all the history of mankind, all the sin from Adam and Eve that I just read all the way through to the last man that's ever been born. It may be even born and in this world today. We don't know who the last man that ever be born is. But I've taken all the sins, all the hate, all the lies, all the rape, all the murder, all the sins of mankind and writing them upon their certificate. My sins, your sins, everyone's sin was written upon that certificate of debt. And he nailed it upon Jesus' cross. 
just as they took the prisoner's certificate of debt and nailed it to the door. They took all the man's hands and nailed it to Jesus' cross and put it above his head, king of the Jews. Jesus had died an unworthy death. He had sacrificed and paid the cost, Brother Bo. He paid the blood for my debt, for your debt, for everyone in here's debt. He paid it. He said, Ted, let's die. Paid it for. I believe he took, <laughs> I got a checkbook. I already ever write a check. <laughs> I found it this morning in the house. I believe if, if you would imagine with me, we had a, God had a checkbook. And each one of them checks had a name on it. One of them checks that had my name on it. And it'd be for my sin. Jesus took that check and in his blood, I'll pay his debt. Let me tell you, friend, if you're here lost this morning and you don't know Jesus is your Savior, he's got your check up here this morning. He's done signed it. All you got to do is come and receive it and write your name on the back. Paid it full. Paid it full. And that debt can be lifted off your shoulders and gone forevermore. I got to tell you one more thing before I end. If you don't come and receive this check, there is a penalty. There is a penalty for non-payment. As I said before, God requires a lie for the penalty of sin. Revelations chapter 21 verse 8 says, But the fearful and the unbelieving, those, let's see, the fearful and unbelieving, and the abominable, and the murderers and the whoremongers, and the sorcerers and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake, which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. You know what brimstone is? I mean, I think, I think hell is a place of many torments. And I, I don't know, I'm not even going to begin to try to describe hell or all the torments involved there. But I looked up, I, I was curious, what is brimstone? I always thought it was like uh, charcoal or some ashes or brimstone, part of the flame. If you look up brimstone, it's actually sulfur. If anybody's ever smelled sulfur, what a stench. In your nostrils, that is. We've got sulfuric acid over at work, and you can, um, and they say actually burning sulfur, burning sulfur gives off a toxic gas to humans. It, it's, it's very toxic. Uh, we've got sulfuric acid over at work, and you can, and it reacts with water, and, and actually that gas is toxic as well. But I thought about the stench. The stench, and everybody knows what 
burn flesh even would smell like. You imagine sulfur mixed in with that. And the burning of this lake of fire, which is the second death. You know, and also without the covering of Jesus' blood and the payment for your sin, you'd experience that. I don't want to say anybody in here experience that. Revelation chapter 20, verse 11 says, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great. I think that could be your kings. It could be your peasants. Small and great. Stand before God, and the, king, and the books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man, according to his works. You might say, well, Brother Aaron, if their name wasn't in the, the book of life, why would they go through all their works? If it has nothing to do with works, why would they go through that? I believe that's just to convict. That's a convicting sentence. Is all it is. You have no leg to stand on. Here's what you did. We're going to read all your convictions down. Just as a judge would read off your convictions. And death and hell were, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life, was cast into the lake of fire. That's if you don't accept your check this morning. That's if you don't accept the check that Christ, the payment that he gave for you in your debt. You know, Matthew chapter 7, 21 says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the king of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Yes, there'll be preachers there. In thy name, have we not cast out devils? In thy name, done many wonderful things. Have I not taught Sunday school? Lord, I led the music. I did this. I led the youth. I did that. We celebrated Easter. We celebrated Christmas. I did all these wonderful things. He said, and then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity.